I was going somewhere between 95 and 100 miles an hour, trying to catch the scared exotic dancer in the car in front of me, hoping she wouldn't go too much faster because I didn't know if the little red Nissan King Cab truck I was driving would do much over 100 on flat ground. And I was a little concerned because the dude in the white car was doing over 95 behind me. Good morning, everyone. Hope you're enjoying your favorite beverage, and I appreciate you joining me here with Coffee with Alan. I got a Mickey Mouse cup. Why? Because this high-speed chase, if you want to call 100 miles an hour high speed, for some it is, for some it isn't, but I was only about 30-some miles away from Disneyland at the time, home of the mouse. I was in Riverside, California. So let's back up and look at how I arrived at this 100-mile-an-hour chase with a scared exotic dancer and some dude I didn't know behind me. I was down in Riverside, California working, and how I got there and stuff will be a tale for another day. But the job I was doing involved exotic dancers. And that night, I was closing up shop, which means I was security, and it was my job to get all the dancers out to the car safe, make sure the doors and everything were locked. I was closing up. And we did that. And so closing up, getting all the girls there in the car in the parking lot, one by one, the girls are leaving. The last girl is heading out of the parking lot, and I get in my truck, and I'm going to follow her out. As I was doing this, I noticed this white car on the far end of the parking lot all of a sudden start up and start following as well. Now, okay, that's one coincidence. We're not going to get too worried at the moment. It was closing time. It was 2 a.m. in the morning. Guy was leaving the parking lot. No big deal at the moment. So as the girl turned, she turned right onto the street. I turned right onto the street because that's the direction I had to go home as well. I noticed the guy came out of the parking lot and he turned right and he was following us. Now it was two lanes of traffic going this direction. All three of us were in the center or the left lane going straight. Now the girl, the exotic dancer, she all of a sudden pulled into the right lane. The guy behind me who had followed us out of the parking lot all of a sudden pulled over into the right lane. And I thought that was sort of weird. So I pulled over to the right lane between them. Now, the bad thing about this is the right lane was getting onto the interstate to head wherever. I actually needed to go straight to go home. But I was concerned with what this car, it just didn't seem right the way that she pulled over and this guy pulled over. So I pulled between them. Now, this scared her because she didn't know who was who behind her, but I got to hand it to her. She was paying attention and realized somebody was behind her. So she got on the interstate and floored it. So I floored it. The guy behind me floored it. And that's what brought us all doing between 95 and 100 miles an hour on this interstate at, you know, quarter after two in the morning that night. Now, I was able to get up beside her, fortunately. I mean, she wasn't going fast enough where I couldn't get up there. And we were doing about 100 miles an hour-ish, somewhere in there, maybe a little over, as I pulled up beside her. And then she recognized it was me, and I motioned for her to follow me. And I pulled in front of her. Now, the white car was still staying right with us behind her. Now, I had only been living in Riverside for a very short time. 
I didn't live there that long altogether. Story for another day, but I was there finishing my first book with Paladin Press, getting some assistance with that book from Mark McYoung, who was already a Paladin author. And it was actually Mark McYoung and his friend Tim who hooked me up with the job doing security with the dancers so I could have some income while I was down there training with Mark and finishing up my book and getting some tips from him. So I really didn't know the area. We're, we're heading down, you know, this interstate. And I'm like, I don't really know where to go at two in the morning. I don't know where the closest uh, police station is to that area. And this is back in 1995, way before you have GPS and can Google things and everything on a phone. I mean, we were actually using pagers doing that security when I had to have a call to take a dancer to outside event, you know, a bachelor party, birthday party, whatever. And they needed extra security. They actually had pagers back them. So there's the predicament that I am in doing 100 miles an hour, a scared dancer behind me, some dude we don't know behind her wondering where to go. I'm going to say good morning to Jay. Thank you, Jay. Appreciate you being here. So here we are on the highway and I'm not sure what to do. Bingo. I saw a hospital sign. Hospitals are open 24-7 because I one thing I didn't want is I didn't want that dancer to go home to where she lived with that guy following. Had no idea who he was, but I did not want him to know where she lived. And that's one of the reasons I got beside her and said, you know, follow me, because I didn't want her going home with us. So I saw the hospital sign, and that's when I knew where to go. Kellen says, I love me a high-speed auto chase. <laughs> yeah, they can be. Uh, they can actually get your blood going, can't they? So off the off-ramp toward the hospital, saw the hospital signs, turned right, This went with the hospital signs, and bingo, we're in the hospital. The thing is, the guy stayed with us. He got off the off-ramp, and he was following us, because I could see that white car behind her when we passed different streetlights. Good morning, Dixon. Appreciate you being here as well. So we got into the hospital parking lot, and I drove immediately right up into the emergency bay and parked in front of the emergency bay doors, and she followed me there as well. I hopped out, grabbed her, said, get in there and call the police. I went out to see if that car had followed us. He did follow us into the hospital parking lot, but he didn't come up close to the emergency where all the lights are and, and people were. And he exited the lot and I couldn't get a license plate number. You know, all I could tell was, you know, the white car. So, and I wasn't even sure the make of that car. I mean, it was, you know, back in the eighties, a lot of cars looked the same. All I could really say was white, uh, a white two-door, you know, vehicle. And I didn't get the license plate number. So I didn't have as much information for the police as I wish I would have, but that's how things go sometimes. I'm going to say hi to a couple people. Kellen says, but seriously, how lucky she was that you were paying attention to her surroundings. Chad said, I've heard this one before, but now I'll listen for posterity. <laughs> yeah, Chad, you've heard this one before. Chad and I have known each other way back when this actually happened. So he probably heard it, you know, shortly after this occurred back in the 90s. So the police came, gave him a report. They escorted her home. One troublesome thing that, you know, I was, you know, pretty nervous about is this guy was watching us in the parking lot when we left the establishment. He knew she was in that car but he knew I was in the red pickup and that didn't deter him, which led me to believe that there's a strong possibility he was armed. So, you know, you really don't want to be going messing with, you know, going up to a vehicle when a guy possibly has a firearm. 
good way to get shot, right? And that's one of the reasons I didn't run across the parking lot to confront the car in the hospital parking lot. That would be pretty stupid. My primary goal was to make sure that the dancer was safe and that she did not lead that individual to her home. Now, when this was all said and done, the police escorted her home. I had to then go home. And then the next day I had to fill out the reports and all that good stuff. Because when you're working and an incident like that happens, there's always paperwork. So I filled out the different paperwork. And for the next little bit, all of us that closed up were on higher alert, watching out for somebody, especially when that dancer was working. And she was on higher alert and, you know, gave her some tips about don't go home the same way each day. Make sure that, you know, when you go out, you're paying attention, blah, blah, blah. But giving her some tips to stay safe when she was on her own and some tips that if she thought she was followed, you know, never to go home, you know, go to a hospital like we did or the nearest police station, somewhere where there's people, lights, noise, people, a fire station would work. You know, go to those places if you're ever followed. Do not lead somebody to your own home. So that was an interesting night in Riverside. I'll share some more stories because that was an interesting job. Even though I only had it for a short period, we did have some interesting nights. When you're working that kind of job, those kind of things come along with it. When that happened, it really raised my clout. The dancer was super appreciative and thanked me tremendously that night and following nights. And then all of the other dancers learned what happened. And so my credibility, because I was sort of a newer security person at the time, you know, I had Mark and Tim vouching for me, but I hadn't proved my chops or anything on the job. But when that happened, everybody was like, yeah, we want to work with Alan. If Mark and Alan, Tim are working. Those are the guys we want to work with the most and that we want if something bad happened. I'll tell you about another night sometime where, you know, Tim walked up and handed me a 45 and said, I trust you know how to use that. I said, I certainly do. That was a different night. Fortunately, we didn't have to use that 45. But again, we'll tell some more stories from that. Tell some more stories from my past that bring out some safety lessons. And that's what my first book, Hard Won Wisdom from the School of Hard Knocks that was published by Paladin Press was all about actual stories of altercations that I was in or friends were in or that my dad may have been in that had some lessons that you know we could learn from. And that was the theme of that book. If you want to check out that book, go to enjoylifesafely.com. Check out the books and video page. There's links to Amazon. You can get it paperback. You can get it on Kindle and you can enjoy some different stories and learn some lessons that could help you stay safe. Defend yourself if you have to. I appreciate Everybody that was on here this morning, I appreciate everybody that shares this podcast, that shares the videos, trying to get this information out to more and more people, help the Enjoy Life Safely website grow, keep more people safe, and until tomorrow, have a fantastic Saturday.